Yes, my introduction to music came uh, via my parents. They uh, neither were musicians, but they both loved music. My dad liked opera and jazz, and he used to take me to like a lot of the jazz clubs when I was a little kid. You know, I get snuck in through the kitchen or the back door. Um, what really started for me and most most musicians of my generation was seeing the Beatles, and I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show when I was still living in New York, and uh, so I decided I wanted to be a drummer. And uh, my parents made a deal with me that if I took lessons for a year, they'd buy me a drum set. I took lessons for a year, and uh, year on the nose, I went in and I collected. They got me my first kit, and I put a band together. Um, and the first dollar I ever made, I was in a band called A Pound of Flesh. We played at a church social. I made $13. The first dollar hit my hand, I put it in the pocket, and the other 12 I put in the other pocket, and I framed that dollar. And I still, you know, from five and dime frame, I still have it in the same frame. And, uh, and from the Beatles, I, you know, discovered uh, Hendrix and Cream and Led Zeppelin. Um, and from, from that point, you know, I, I just never stopped. And um, I did bands all around New York City. And then uh, my parents moved to Fort Lauderdale because it was less dangerous uh, than I was becoming in New York. And um, I remember there was this new band called Led Zeppelin. And they were playing a, uh, a local club on their first tour in 69. And I wanted to go. I didn't have a driver's license or a car. And uh, my dad drove me down. And he wouldn't go in, but he took me and he bought me a ticket. And then he stayed in the car while I went in to see the concert, uh, smoking uh, the Nobly cigars and drinking espresso and reading the New York Times. And I came out about an hour and a half later and just glazed look on my face. And he goes, that good? And I said, yeah. You want to come tomorrow? And I said, yep. So he bought me another ticket and brought me back the next day. And, uh, and I just started playing in a bunch of different bands in Florida. I went back to New York for a while, tried to make it. Uh, the winners I, I couldn't take when you were broke. So I went out to California and I started playing with a ton of different bands. And eventually um, I got the gig touring with Steppenwolf. So I toured with Steppenwolf for two years. Came back to LA and put a band together with Michael Monarch, the guitar player from Steppenwolf. Um, and from there, uh, I did the Hughes Thrall record, and I did uh, Moni Moni for Billy Idol and a couple of other tracks on that EP, and uh, and segue into the band Dubrow with Kevin Dubrow, which is what um, morphed back into Choir Riot uh, when we recorded the um, Metal Health record in 1982. And from that point, I, I never looked back. You know, it's like some of the greatest experiences of my life have happened with Choir Riot. Um, playing Madison Square Garden, where I used to go to see the Ringling Brothers Circus, and my dad used to take me to prize fighting, as he called it. Um, I saw Led Zeppelin there, and I played that gig. Uh, playing the LA Forum, doing the US Festival. 11.30 in the morning, playing over 375,000 people. I mean, it's, it's, it's the kind of stuff you dream about, and, and it can actually come true, and it came true for me. And I never looked back. I'm still doing it. Yeah, the first record I ever bought was Meet the Beatles, and the second one was uh, 12 by 5 by the Rolling Stones. And my father had bought this uh, German, uh, I think it was a Telefunken um, Hi-Fi, you know, it was like the big thing at the time, really expensive at the time. Um, and I used to sit in front of the, uh, the stereo and play along to all the songs and all the records to the point that I actually beat a hole in the carpet, my parents had to replace the carpet. Uh, because of that and um, you know those those are 
I've always been a fan. That's one of the reasons why, you know, when, when I do shows anywhere, I'm really respectful of the fans because I'm a fan myself. And um, I remember in 1983, uh, Choir Riot was supporting, I think it was Black Sabbath at the time on the Born Again tour. And on days off when they were in tour and we do our own shows headlining, and one of the shows had Steve Marriott from Humble Pie was the opening act. And Steve was Kevin's absolute favorite singer. And so the thrill was that after, after Steve played and we were playing, he came up and we did 30 days in a hole with Steve Marriott. And then we went back to the hotel and we were partying and it was great. And finally I was really tired. I went to my room and, I, and my room was right next to Kevin's room. And for the rest of the entire night, all I heard was the two of them just singing at the top of their lungs the entire night. And uh, so that was a highlight. Um, another highlight is we did another headlining show and Leslie West was on that show. And, uh, and he came up and we did uh, Mississippi Queen. So I mean, those are, those are the kind of things that, um, that you just can't buy those experiences because, you know, Steve Mary and Humble Pie, one of my heroes, Leslie West, one of my heroes. I mean, the guy played Woodstock and to like actually be up there, you know, hitting that cowbell for, uh, for Mississippi Queen, it's, it's, those are, those are life-changing experiences. Those are, those are great and happy moments in my life. Um, my first drumming influence was Buddy Rich. Um, without a doubt, um, but it's funny, from there I segue, um, I always appreciated Ringo because Ringo played songs, not drums, and the same thing with Charlie Watts. Uh, once Hendrix came out and, and Mitch Mitchell on, on the scene with Jimi Hendrix, that was a game changer for me because all of a sudden I said, you know, it's not just about the beat, it's about technique, so I was really started paying attention. Same thing with Ginger Baker, uh, Ginger Baker, unbelievable drummer. And then uh, what totally turned me upside down completely was John Bonham because I understood what he was doing. Right from the first Led Zeppelin record I heard, I got it. I knew what he was doing. I mean, I knew I was on the right track because I really understood what he was doing and how he did it. Um, yeah, so hands down, he's my biggest influence still is. Um, I used to go see the first version of Quiet Ride with Randy Rhodes and Kevin Dubrow. They were the band to go see because all the girls would go see the band, so you wanted to go where all the girls were. Um, and I was always amazed at, at Randy's talent. The guy was unbelievable, just unbelievable, but so was Kevin. Kevin was such a ridiculous showman. And um, I remember that when Randy left to go play with Ozzy, Kevin told me that Randy was the one that told him that he should get me to play drums. So Kevin actually, I was in a band called Monarch, it was a three-piece with Michael Monarch, the guitarist from Steppenwolf and Detective, and uh, and he came down to a show with a friend of his that was in the music business, and that's the first time he actually saw me play, and that was uh, January of end of January of 1980, and that's when we first started talking about playing, and about six months later we started working together, um, and it took it took Kevin a while to to lure me away because I was like in you know four or five bands all the time, just to make ends meet, but. Once I got together with him and we started working on songs and, and we both love uh, British bands of the 60s and 70s, so we had an incredible communication. We had our own language. He would start a sentence about some band or some song and I would finish that sentence and uh, that was one of, the great, um, one of the great links in our friendship was that whole love of music and you know we put Dubrow together and we did gigs for about two years and uh, could not get signed. Nobody cared. Nobody got it. 
uh, and when we finally got um, the deal that we did with uh, Posh and CBS, um, and the record came out, and it started climbing the charts, and we knocked Michael Jackson, jumped over him, and then knocked the police out of the number one spot. Um, from that point on, everything changed for us, and it's been a great ride.